Fan, short for fanatic, is the one who's screaming their lungs out in sub-zero degree temperatures, still believing when the chips are down and never, ever giving up on their teams or their players. From the closest seat to the worst one, we want to meet you all. This is the American Fan. What's going on, sports fans? It's your guy, Josh Williams, back again with another episode of the American Fan 365 podcast. I am here with George. Uh, George, you've, you've, uh, we, we talked about this. You, you are expo down. I am, dude. I'm dripped. I'm dripped down to the nines and some Pedro Martinez gear. Pe- you look, listen, Pedro. listen, vote for Pedro. But, but George, were you, were, were you even alive when they were still in Montreal? Uh, no, no. I, I, I think you're I like right at the I was, cusp. Yeah, right. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> you're you're yeah, at I the am. cusp. Because I mean, because they moved, they moved to uh, to DC. I want to say, yeah, that was like late '90s, is when they left uh, Montreal and moved to DC and became the Nationals. Uh, they used to play at the old RFK, RIP. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, that's. I saw that and I was like, okay, all right, George is breaking out the jerseys. Yeah, it's, uh, it's we're, real American. We're, we're gonna have to do uh, the black logo on today's show because we both decided to wear white. So that is true. We, we're gonna have to, you know, what I mean, we we have that capability now, though. We do have a we black have, logo now. So is that what some consider range? We got range. We, we find we find things. I, I was thinking about. I was like, I can actually start wearing uh, white jerseys again because white jerseys were not the look. Uh, but uh, today, George, of course, is nine eleven. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. How? So, how old were you when nine eleven happened? I was three years old when nine eleven happened. I remember seeing it on TV and thinking it was a stratosphere. And then oh. once I, I mean, I was, I was very small. You were three. You know, I was three. You know, yeah, I thought yeah. it was a stratosphere. <laughs> that's, that's not. And then I went outside and I saw the stratosphere was still up, and I was like, oh, it's a crazy movie. Like that's literally oh, like how I inter- I didn't know it was wow. real. Yeah. That's so so you never even really experienced um like what travel was like before 9/11. No. So before 9/11 man like you literally could walk to your gate. That's uh yeah no I heard that people used to hate it like when they walk their girlfriend there and then wait for the the plane to get like, there you and could, just you like you could you could you could walk your girl to her gate, you know what I mean? Babe could see you off. Um, there wasn't all this extra, basically you would get your ticket at, you know, from the same place, you get your ticket from the kiosk or from the, from the, the, um, the attendant. And then you just walk to the gate. There was no stopping. Um, you know, depending on the city, some cities had like, obviously a little bit more security and a little bit more checks. I mean, I guess it makes sense why planes would get hijacked. Cause people are, were always crazy, but People just didn't, there were certain aspects that just didn't happen. It wasn't nearly the amount of security now. Like, even if there was security, I could still go with you. If I was seeing you off, I could still walk you to your gate. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I don't mind it, okay? <laughs> I don't mind secure? it. I feel, I feel the proper amount of safe when I have to go like this. Here the, shing, shing. And then I get a dude to, like, pat me. You know, pat me down with the back of his see, hand. See, see, George, you could do better and have TSA pre-check or or global entry. And that see, but you're, you just walk you're, through. Okay, part of travel is that security line and, no. and having it. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. you, listen, dude. You it's take perfect that away. people watching. It's perfect people watching. You get the people that are stressed out. It's their first time ever going through security. They're like, oh my god, do I have to take off all my jewelry? Do I like what? What do I? What do I have to do here? And you got the dude yelling, the TSA agent that's always yelling. It's the stand- put your no water, no drinks. <laughs> if you got a hoodie on, take it off. <laughs> This is not where I wanted the 9-11 remembrance to go. Uh, but we, you know, it's it's so that it doesn't happen again, Josh. Yeah, well, you know, you like, know listen, I, I was, so I will never forget, um, I was actually in calligraphy class. I was in my senior year. That was my senior year of high school because uh, I was 01. So it was 01 going into uh, 2002. I graduated high school in 2002. And so um, when it first happened, you know, the first one, remember, there wasn't really much footage of the first one. The first one just happened. 
Yeah. And um, so it was really, really, you know, like that was when we all kind of started watching, like your day had changed, but it wasn't like we were going to go home. It was like, well, we'll just, you know, today's a little bit of a weird day. We'll watch the news together. Yep. And so while we're watching the news, when that second plane hit, we knew what was going on. We all knew that, like, no, this is something. Like, we didn't know, you know, terrorism or that hadn't really become a buzzword at the time. But we knew something, something was, there was, somebody obviously was doing this on purpose. Correct. And, um, and so, um, you know, watching those towers fall, uh, my aunt, I think I've mentioned, I don't remember if I've mentioned this on the show, my aunt actually worked at the Pentagon at the uh, location that the plane went in. Hmm. Her and my uncle uh, situationally had taken the day off. My uncle also was a police officer, and they just happened to be home that particular day. We won't get into conspiracy theories, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where my family is. Wow. On. But uh, but yeah, she like she knew some people. Not many people. Not as many people died. Obviously, people died at the Pentagon as well, but not nearly the amount of loss of life um, as was. Uh, in New York, um, but uh, you know it, it's it's crazy that it's been twenty plus years since that happened. It is, it is, and I'm I'm grateful that uh, nobody else has tested us, Americans. All right, I mean, you people try to, you know, we test each other inside America, but <laughs> when people from outside, like the way the country banded together, sports was awesome. That I'll never forget the New York. Uh, New York Yankee, I don't know who it was, running with the flag. Was it Jeter? Oh, 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 that might have been Jeter. I, I don't think it was. I I feel like that was it, that's not a Jeter thing. Yeah, he was too young. No, no, he wasn't too young. I mean, they had won. They had uh, yeah. won multiple times. He was the guy on that team, but it might have been like Bernie Williams or someone. It might have been one of the other stars yeah. that they had. Iconic. Um, uh, George Bush throwing out the first pitch at Ranger Stadium. Yeah, uh, that or yeah, that was yeah. that was a nice. Yep, yep. But uh, I mean, sports definitely was forever affected. We'll we'll talk about a little bit later about uh, what that means tonight for the Jets game. The Jets playing Huge. on nine eleven, big game versus the Bills. Um, but uh, but let's go ahead and get into some sports. Uh, we're gonna start off in tennis in the world of tennis. U.S. Open, uh, the last major of the year, the only American major. Coco Golf wins a three set thriller. Coco Golf, 19 years old, she now becomes the 10th youngest uh, tennis player to ever win a major, or ever, excuse me, ever win the U.S. Open. I'm not sure about the other majors. In, uh, in modern history, she joins, the, joins names like Serena Williams, Steffi Graf, Martina Hingis, Maria Sharapova, and Miss Monica Seles. George, I, when I wrote down Monica Seles, I was like, George probably doesn't even really know what happened with Monica Seles. No, what happened to Monica Seles, man? You know Monica Seles got stabbed on the court? Like a fan, a crazy fan came out of the stands and stabbed her? I want to know more about Monica Seles. Yeah, she was she was number one in the, in, the, in the world at the time. If she wasn't number one, she was like top two or three. And yeah, like it derailed her entire career. I'm sorry. Oh, oh you, you, are you pulling that up? Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, came out the stands. Yeah, international fans are, are their own breed. She died? No, 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 she didn't die, but it, it derailed her career. Like, she had, to, she had to take, you know, year. it took years off of her career, and then she never, ever was the same. She, like, came back. I can't remember if she won more majors, but, like, she was... She was a problem. Like, she won, I want to say, at, like, 16, 17 years old and then, you know, was continuing on. Because remember, this is back tennis when um, it was a young person's game. Like, the young women, young men would win. And then usually by about 25, that was, like, the end of your career. You weren't, you know, what, what Nadal, Djokovic, and, and um, Federer did completely changed the nature of tennis forever because they've been great all the way into later 30s that was unheard of when i was a kid like it was like by the time you was 30 like you were already on the retirement tour yeah you, you were, were giving speeches you were uh hosting uh hitting camps you that, know, that serving was, camps that, that was it you were doing camps that was it um but yeah yeah so when i when i saw her name i was like I think George is probably too young to even know what happened to Monica Seles. Definitely saw that as a child and just didn't remember. But yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah, 
fans. The, this is fans behaving badly. That is <laughs> that is fans behaving criminally. Is what that is. Uh, but uh, no, uh, Novak Djokovic breaks his tie with Rafael Nadal uh, with his twenty fourth major championship title, tying Margaret Court um, for the all time lead. Uh, we, for many years, thought that Serena was going to be the one to tie and break Margaret Court's 24 uh, majors, and it is Novak Djokovic, the bane of my existence, that gets that done. Uh, it just really rubs you the wrong way, doesn't it? It does, and I feel like I feel like he has people, like, like literally, if we clip this and I tag Novak Djokovic, it literally just gives him more fuel to keep, <laughs> to keep winning. Yeah. Like, cause there's, there are people that literally hate Djokovic. Like I do not care for him. He's just, he's a bit of a snot. Um, I never really liked him, but I, I can't, I can't deny his greatness in any way um, because he came in mid Federer and Nadal and found his lane and won. You can't take it away from him. I just, I, I pray that Rafa can give me one more ride. Give me one more ride, Rafael Nadal. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that they are. Uh, what are they pushing? Thirty. Rafa, 32? Rafa's like no. Rafa's like thirty-seven, like thirty-six, thirty-seven, because he's a few years younger than me. Not much, but he's like in my range. Djokovic is probably, I think, like thirty-five, because he's a little younger than Nadal. Federer is forty. He's forty, forty-ish. Yeah. So he's and I and he's retired now. He's he's all the way done. Yeah, but Nadal is like talking about. That's why I was saying I got to go to to Paris next year and. You know I mean, if you wanted to go, I got to go to the French Open. I have to. Thank, you have to see it. I have to thank Rafa, like at least once. Wow. I can't. I can't. Uh, it's too much joy and too much, too much, uh, too many hours, too many five set, four hour matches that I've watched. Dude, you know what? That I haven't gone to. We'll, we'll change the name of the show that week to the the international fan. <laughs> the international. Fan. No, no, we're the American fan that went international. Is Boom. What it is, is what it is. American fan goes international. That's it. That's it. Uh, switching gears over to the FIBA World Championships, uh, the U.S. We didn't even medal, and uh, man, I um I went to the game versus uh, Puerto Rico, and I knew in that game, like even though we ended up blowing them out, there was a long stretch in that game where Puerto Rico was giving them all they could handle, and um. I knew that it probably. I mean, listen, we're still the best in the world. But I, I want I want to go into this with you. But yes, not only has the world caught up, but many of these teams, many of these you know other countries, they have players that play against these guys, so they feel these guys in practice. They they know what it's like to go up against our players, and um, and they have confidence. They have supreme confidence. Um, so I think. Really, man, it really, it, it, you know, one of the biggest issues with our structure is that you kind of put guys together for like a month and it's like, y'all don't play with each other, but figure it out. And, um, you know, these other teams, these guys have been playing with each other for years. Very true. Yeah, I mean, and so that's kind of always the issue that I feel like happens. But what do you think? What's your take? I mean, because this all stems from Noah Lyles and his tweet, uh, or when, when he Noah Lyles won his Olympic medal, and he said um, that the world championship is not like the NBA finals. Like the NBA finals and the world championship are two different things. Yeah. You know, when, especially when you're a track athlete, you're an Olympian, and that's, you, that's your competition. That's your, the tournaments that you're slated in. Um, and I agreed with him. And then everybody like had this backlash against I, you. Uh, well, and against oh, Noah in, Lyles in general, too. Like they're like, no, 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 no. The NBA finals is the world championship. And I'm like, okay, I get, I, I hear you out. You know, we get the best talent from all around the world. I can see like how it is. However, this FIBA world championship, America's got to dominate it. Yes. Yeah. No excuses of people not wanting to play and it's like you are validating what Noah Lyles had to say when you don't take the FIBA World Championship seriously and we don't even medal like yeah, yeah losing losing to Canada uh Dylan Brooks dropped 39 Jesus yeah you know I mean in overtime um for the bronze 
But uh, but to your point, it's uh, it's funny because I actually, man, I have way too many sports conversations. I don't know if it comes up on my show, if it comes up on other shows, or if it's just a random dude I'm talking to in the street. Too many sports conversations. But um, one of the things that I was talking to them about, because they were asking me about um, how I felt about the new in-season uh, tournament. And, um, and my feeling was, I hate the new NBA in-season tournament, but however... It would be more interesting, I feel like, if it was like an in-season international tournament with other teams from around the world. Or maybe, you know... That part. Or maybe you get, you know, the the Bucks play against Croatia or still like the Croatian national team, not like a club team from Croatia, but, you know, a team, Lithuania or it's, one of those. You know it's I mean? such the money play. I mean, do you not see what F1 does? Okay, they are international and they're proud of it. Okay, yeah. they are taking, they're going everywhere, man, and they're not afraid of, you know, cross pollinating the money. You yeah. know, I feel obviously there's a lot of people at the top of the NBA that are probably like, there's a reason we don't have a team in the UK or you know, you you have beyond the travel. I still think you can make it happen. You can have NBA Europe. You can have NBA Asia. You can have NBA. Well, there's NBA Africa. Africa. There's NBA Africa. Um, but none of those, like, okay, so to validate it, all the best, just like the Little League World Series, you get the best team from each region. Yeah. You play them in a tournament. So, or, you know, listen, there, there's there's ways to do it. Do you know what I mean? To to have, like, a world title. Yeah. You know? Um, but it, the world championships always come out of, the Amer out of America. Yeah. Everybody wants to come play here. The most money, for the most part, outside of soccer or football is here so it is what it is yeah kind of just have to deal with it uh but uh that's not all as far as the fiba championships are concerned uh some news came out yesterday that a a, a one mr lebron james is preliminarily putting his name in the mix for uh for this summer's 2024 uh olympic games because of the embarrassment that we that we suffered in the fiba world championships and like really like uh, i know i'm a lebron hater and i don't really care for the man but bro at some point you have to stop making things about yourself if you're in be in yeah you don't have to make an announcement you don't have to just let the guys <laughs> know let let usa basketball know they can put out a press release when it's appropriate like, hey, this is the roster that we're compiling for the Olympics. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll connotate uh, what LeBron was trying to get across there. He's like, these weak-ass hoopers couldn't get the job done. I am the Clark Kent, the black Clark Kent of the world here, all right? And I'm going to lead America back to the uh, the promised land, you know? Yeah. Boom. Uh, but back to your point, all about himself. You know, not needed to do it. You don't need to shit on the people that sucked. By the way, LeBron, you suck. You should have already been playing. He's 39. Like, the reason Jordan didn't play in, in 96 was because he already had a medal as a collegiate athlete, a gold medal, and then a Dream Team medal. He was like, let other people have the opportunity to play. Let them have an international stage where people globally get to know their name and those things. It's, you're supposed to pass it along. Now, granted, is LeBron still one of the best players in the world and one of the best players in America, you know, from what, the United States? What would he have averaged? What would he have averaged in this FIBA tournament? Uh, it, it's, it's hard. That's hard because th they don't really play like that. Like, LeBron doesn't just come on the court and he's out there for 30. He might only play 20 minutes, 24. You know Got what I'm you. saying? So, like, so averages usually in, in these type of, of settings – you know, a guy might average 12 to 15 and that that 12 to 15 might have been very impactful just because I was only out yeah. there for 20 minutes. Like I wouldn't really, you know what I mean? I, and then like I'm still facilitating and passing the ball. So because um, I feel like Jordan only averaged like 14 on the dream team. Like, it wasn't yeah, like I mean, was, there's a, there's a lot more studs to like spread, yeah. spread the sugar. Yeah. Everybody I, can score. Triple double. You would average. Triple. He seems like the kind of that's the one of the things like has anybody averaged a triple double in the FIBA championship? LeBron wants to be the first to do that. Huh. 
That's fair. He, I, he's I not, just don't know if he has the time. He would time. nitpick it, you know. He, he would try to find. He would try to find a way to average 10, 10, and eleven. He did, yeah, but. he has a guy that just finds stats for him. He's like, just find it. I'm gonna break it. I'm bored. You know, I'm. I am. I have too much money. I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Let's uh, Space Jam three. Please, <laughs> for the love of God, no. The love of God. Uh, <laughs> switching gears over to college. Football, to football in general, we're going to finish with college football, NFL, Texas, George, takes down Alabama in Tuscaloosa, 34-24. to Not the same Alabama team, ladies and gentlemen. You found it out on Saturday. ABB, anybody but Bama. That's how I feel. So... I'm always rooting for the other side just because, listen, you know, yes, I'm not necessarily, I'm a hater of Alabama, yes. The main reason is just because, listen, the state of Alabama has not been too friendly to black folk in, in history. So uh, I, I will never be able to cheer for Roll Tide, Crimson Tide, no kind of Tide. It's not, I'm not cheering for it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hold that. <laughs> All right. All right. And with that being said, they are struggling at the quarterback position. Yeah, Bryce, I heard. It's crazy to think, and I said it, and, and I had to ponder a little bit. Bryce Young was the best quarterback to ever play in Alabama history. It's not even close. Ever? Ever. A one Joe Willie Namath came out of Alabama. Okay. What <laughs> years, bro? All right, come on now. Let's, let's hey, talk about hey, the athlete. Hey, Joe hey, Namath, hey, great guy, listen, smoking cigarettes at halftime. Listen, Joe Namath in college – I won't say he was running 4-3, but he was out there clipping. He had some legs before he messed up his knee. He, he messed up his knee, and then that's when he was just a, simply a drop-back guy because, like, they, he was getting – trust me, surgeries back in the 60s, my man got butchered. He, he was like, you got a leg. Be thankful. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was the surgery. So, yeah, he was no longer <laughs> shaking and baking. But, like, if you go back and watch Joe Namath Alabama highlights, okay. Joe, Bameth, uh, Joe Namath was cooking. He was out there cooking. So if that's a if that's a life cycle of an Alabama quarterback, in sixty more years they'll see their best, <laughs> uh, their next best of kin. Um, uh, yeah. Well, look, okay, Tua didn't have the arm and had studs everywhere, so it's hard to it's hard to quantify. Um, uh, Jalen Hurts, same thing, didn't have the arm, studs everywhere. Uh, definitely a definitely an electric runner. AJ McCarron. No. Really good at handing off the football. Really good college quarterback. Play action pass yeah, master. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Like, really go back. Hold on. Go uh, ahead. Fill me some dead air. I, I, will, um, I will take a good But anyways, one. I picked Texas Moneyline um, solely because I just – I was addicted to the dogs this weekend. I, I, I liked the line. It was at plus 250, and I, I when I put that in – Completely did not remember that it was in Alabama. After I put that in, I was like, holy shit, this is a spot where Texas can get blown out by 50. Um, but we do have a Josh Williams making a face over there because he read something shocking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we have to relax. Uh, a young Bart star went to Alabama. So we're going back, but still, these are Super Bowl quarterbacks. So True. You're, you're, you're setting the stage for this child to, to, to have to win multiple Super Bowl titles. Um, outside of him, you also have Kenny Stabler. So the, so the snake Raiders history. Yep. Super Bowl champion. Yep. Um, but yeah, after that, it's, it's a wasteland. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's pretty not, barren. No, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. It does. It does get, uh, does Chris smelly. Yeah. I don't know who that no, is. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it gets, it gets a little, but enough, hey, it's a little rough. Texas. Pop took the top off the defense all night. I was just seeing big plays galore. Really, really. Um, I was like stuck between watching the UFC fights and then seeing Texas take care of business. I was like, oh, this game's not really in question. Uh, I, Alabama does have to figure out something uh, offensively because they did not look like they're going to score a lot of points this year. Oh, uh, wow. That Texas defense. You got to remember, I always think whenever a Big 12 team is playing, expect the other team to score 30 points. Yeah. Because they just like getting in shootouts. And when Alabama didn't put that up, I was like, either Texas is for real, but I, I'm going to imagine Texas playing uh, Oklahoma later on in the season. That final score is going to be 56 to 45. And I'm yeah. going to be like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> like, how did this happen? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, switching gears, Colorado continues to impress. Moving to 2-0 on the season, George, uh, with a com- impressive win over uh, conference rival Nebraska. Uh, they've already eclipsed last week, last season's win total with uh, with just their first two weeks in the season, 2-0. It, it did warrant the storming of the field. Um, good on them uh, because they haven't experienced any winning. It, it did look packed. I mean, that was a fun Saturday morning college football game. I guess Coach Prime spent the night at his office. He didn't go home because he wanted to see how the stadium started with no people and then filled up all the way up until game time. So I thought that was like... That's iconic. Dion's guy. Dion, like uh, when I was at the barbershop, uh, we literally were just talking. And um, I will say, I don't know how this season's going to go for Colorado. I, I Obviously, they have Colorado State uh, in-state rival this coming week. Uh, next week, they have Oregon. If they start off 4-0, when I tell you the amount of flips that will go from one school to Colorado is going to be electric in itself – um, Dion, uh, Dion has always been cool. Like he's always been like, since I was a baby, he was always cool. Correct. And, um, in, in my barber, my barber Rico was saying he's a leader of men and that's, he did, he isn't necessarily the X's and O's guy. So, um, you know, cause I was like, I didn't realize he could coach. He's like, well, he can't really coach. He just, he really is a really good leader of men. He's a good inspirational guy. Absolutely. Yeah. You know I mean, he's Yes, yes. He could he could be an NFL coach. Like that Robert Salah does the same thing. Yeah. Right. He you saw it in hard knocks. You just let the offensive coordinator and the defense coordinator do what they gotta do. Be there for your boys, motivate. I mean, like, dude, coaches miss out on that aspect. Tell me they don't when it's just like give the kids just dummy confidence. Yes. Even even if they're not there, that you telling them that like, man, hey, nobody's working nobody's working like us. Boom. You know, yeah, you know I mean, like nobody's going to outwork us. We're, we're doing more than everyone else. You start to instill that in people like, no, we are doing more than everyone else. So we deserve to win. It's not that we can. It's that we deserve. We put in the work to do it. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, he's definitely had a conversation with Travis. Hey, Travis, make sure you got a spot in your house there at the crib for the Heisman. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I did the same thing. You make sure you got a little spot at the crib for the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say, you know, to kind of cool the temperature down literally on uh, Colorado is they struggle stopping the run, um, especially on the left side. So when teams run to the right side of their defense, the left side of the offensive line, um, they've had some they've been gashed a little bit there. And um, and as that temperature comes down. Uh, it's going to be interesting to look and see what young Sanders can actually do passing the ball when that temperature drops and that football turns into a rock in his hands. Hey, I'm going to yeah, it gets cold, you know, and they, 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 yeah, this is Colorado. They, they, <laughs> it's, they, this is Rocky Mountain they High. They have cold, some cold. games where they got to run the rock and, uh, you know, they, what it's uh, showing right now is they like to spread it out. I think the quarterback Shadur is doing a phenomenal job. Yes, he is. I mean, I, I'm trying to nitpick holes in his game, but there really isn't anything that I'm like. The way he's able to to get passes over the linebackers and just drop them in, it, it's those are the type of things I saw all day yesterday in, in the NFL. I yeah. was like, oh, you're pretty ready, kid. That's and that's, that's a big jump for a kid that was playing at Jackson State. Rest in peace to every defense he played in whatever con- – what is that, the SWAC? Yeah. Down there? Good God. Like, you had to line up as a defensive coordinator against that every week? What I, are you doing? But, I mean, he wasn't He wasn't doing this. He was doing well. But, see, the thing is, he, w- he was getting the similar, similar type numbers, maybe not as good. But, but everyone was like, you're playing you're Bowling playing against Green. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, you're playing against nobody. Yeah, yeah, you're playing against Grambling. You're playing against these guys that every, everyone always disrespects. But it's like, well – was it that those defenses are actually better than we're thinking? Because he had, you know, similar type of because Travis Hunter came with him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he was there. He was. He was. He was in the. So you know what I mean? Like yes. it's just it's interesting when you really think of it from that perspective because they were a one-two punch there and they were doing it's, good, but not. No, it's insane. just it's amazing what a, a better conference like this is what conferences do. 
Yeah. It's a conference label, dude. Yeah. It's like us avoiding generic store brands. <laughs> all right. And then we see Rice Krispies. All right. And then we see, you know, like, you know, drywall flakes <laughs> or whatever, you know, the generic version. Smith's. Is. Yeah. You know, Smith's own dress. Smith's. Yeah. <laughs> no. Give me Rice Krispies every time. And that's what's happening. Oh, my God. I want those Albertson treats. Uh, <laughs> Caleb Williams continues to also impress. He continues to do Caleb Williams things, going 19 for 21, three passing touchdowns, one rush for 21 yards. Oh, it happened to be another touchdown. Um, the Trojans, the USC Trojans, blew the doors off of Stanford, 56 to 10. Uh, yeah. Uh, George... Your brother did. Uh, how did how did did San Jose State play this week? Oh, San Jose State thrashed Cal Poly. Good. They fucked them up, Josh. Good. It was a good old fashioned. We paid the price the first two weeks playing Pac-12 schools. It's time to fucking get some get back. What what was the score? I think they beat them fifty-eight to seven. Oh, good, good. Well, listen, that's like big. Look, little we, bro had some pancakes. Good. Well, look, you. We want. We want them. You know, I can say we because you know what I mean. I'm. Yeah. I, I've. I have shared a meal with your family, so we're so, yes. family now. Yes. Um. Uh. You know, we we definitely want, uh, San Jose State to to bowl to have a bowl game. Oh yeah. Um. And uh. You know, like I said, like I said, you know, when we were out there, it's all about. Uh, you know, baby boy getting good things on tape, just continuing to put out good tape. Yep. Um, he's done it now uh, against elite level talent. He's done it against an SEC defense. Yeah. His first ever game was against an SEC defense. For what do you mean? Against Auburn last year. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. First game. Bro. Yeah. That's yeah. Wild. That's. I mean, like, listen. That's 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 great. That's great. Um. Before we get off uh, college football, I have to talk about my Hurricanes. And I watched the uh, – I didn't watch the whole game. Uh, I was knee-deep in the Madden draft. My Madden team turned out all right. Nice. Congratulations. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We made made some guys quit week one. So – Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I knew, and, we're, and he's my rival. His name is Delvin. Not Dalvin. His name is Delvin. <laughs> yeah. Because he's just bad, he doesn't. No, no, deserve. no, no, no. Oh. His name is oh. Delvin. His name is Delvin, and uh, it's a weak name. Hey, 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 hey. Del Delvin is. Uh, you know what I mean? He's he's he might be a killer in real life. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but Your yeah, no, he's close. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. But he, um, yeah, like we've had a rivalry for years. I've had supremely better teams, and he has ruined some playoff runs where I was the number one seed. And yeah, it's so. For me to make him quit was like, oh, this is lovely, and he's in my division this year. But uh, back to my Canes. Sorry, we went on a Madden, uh, Madden bender there. Uh, the Hurricanes took down an SEC team, George, the Texas A&M Aggies, 48-33, um, and really showed some toughness in that fourth quarter, especially when uh, our, our starting safety um, – ah, man, I always keep forgetting his name. He's our best defensive player. Uh, he went down in a scary tackle and – um, had to be, you know, stretchered off and taken to the hospital and the whole deal. So I'm, I'm hoping that he's okay. Um, but, uh, but a lot of mental toughness and definitely the statement win of the Mario Cristobal era, for sure. SEC team, we struggle beating ranked teams. Texas A&M was ranked, I think they were like 23rd in the country. Um, so to do that at home was, was a big deal. Uh, his name was Cameron Kitchens. Uh, Kitchens, yes, and uh, he sent out a tweet, and he said, "I want to thank everyone for the prayers. I'm doing better. Love y'all." And I reposted it for you since uh, you gave him some love there. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and we need him. You know what I mean? Safety, really, really good. But uh, the offense, offense looks functional. Our offense has been trash for like the last five years. Yeah, I know, man. Looks functional. Um, has some high, high, you know. High uh, high profile um, uh, recruits coming in, playing well. So we'll see. They're just they're no different than California uh, or USC, where it's like the best recruits in the entire country are within five miles of you. Mm. How do you get them to stay? Yeah, you know, and Miami consistently. It, it, consistently, and Miami struggled with that. And hopefully that this is like the the turning of the the envelope for them because when USC is really good, when Florida State's good, when Miami's good. College football has this like buzz. Yeah. Notre Dame's Notre always Dame. in the buzz. Notre or, Dame. Yep. You want Notre Dame to do well? Michigan. 
yep. Michigan or Ohio State, one of the two. As long as one of those two is doing well as well, um, obviously the SEC just has those, you know, all those big powerhouses. But you're right. You know, it's it's similar to every sport. Baseball, you want the Yankees to do well. You want the Dodgers to do well. Um, but those are those are definitely the marquee institutions in football for sure. And uh, who's the coach? Cristobal? Uh, yeah, Mario, Mario Cristobal. Cristobal. Yeah, yeah. Getting the boys fired up there. I like the name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, look. It, I will. What I will say about USC, though, George, that place was packed, bro. Yeah, that place was packed. When I went to the Miami game last year, it was not packed. <laughs> Hard Rock Stadium's hard to fill up. That's a bigger stadium than people think. It ain't that big? No, it's like sixty, sixty some thousand. It looks big on TV. Really? Never really? been. I've never been, so I'm. Uh, it's dope. I'm like it's dope. So, so I've been a couple times. Uh, I went. I went obviously last year before we started the show here. Um, and went to the game, and then went to uh, opening kickoff weekend, uh, the uh, Patriots versus the Dolphins. But the time before that, when I went out there, um, my homegirl that I brought, we went we we went to uh, Miami together. She had never really been to Miami. Um, she had a heat stroke, middle of the game. Oh shit! And I was actually the game, but it was okay because we could leave because that was the game that got uh, Al Golden fired when Clemson and Deshaun Watson gave us like fifty eight to nothing. Ooh! I was at that game. Wow, that's something to like. You could see a coach getting fired. Like yeah, you could already start got, to see it build up. He got like, fired the next day. He was he was on his ass the next day. <laughs> Coming to my office. Yeah, <laughs> you're gone. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, switching gears, George. We we're gonna finish the last twenty minutes of the show. All NFL. Oh, that's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Week one, some big games, some some definite surprises, definite surprises. Uh, especially in regards to uh, to your 13-win Saints. I ain't going to get on that. That one-point victory, we'll get Whoa. there. We'll get there. We'll get there. He's con- He's trying we'll, to – We'll get there. That's, 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 a, that's a slow tease. It's a slow tease. Yeah. Uh, let's, yeah. let's start with, uh, with opening kickoff last Thursday. Lions-Chiefs, big, huge win for the Lions, George, or did the Chiefs lose it? The Chiefs clearly lost it. No, no, no. Not even the Chiefs. Kadarius Toney lost that game single-handedly for the Chiefs. That's all you need to know about this. Like, if you looked at the box score and you're like, oh, wow, this is a pretty even match. 21 to 20. Wow, close. Kadarius Tony's three drops were disgraceful. Um, Patrick Mahomes said, I still have faith in him. He had to say that. <laughs> Bro, your ass is not getting the ball. Like, you will, n- like, you are going to get replaced. There's a lot of rookies. I guess there's a rookie uh, last name Ross that we're going to see a Justin, lot of. Justin, Justin Ross, Ross. Justin Ross. We're going to start seeing a lot of him because, um, you know, Kadarius Tony deactivated his Twitter, can't handle the heat. Not a big fan of that, in my opinion. Uh, I will. Uh, I guess the only flip side to that is, ooh, the internet came for him. <laughs> because I, I posted, I posted in like, I think it was the third or fourth quarter. I was like, 1-9 is point shaven. Like this is crazy. He was he he had money on the game because I swear every drop he had was like a big huge moment where it was like but you know what what I will say what I won't take completely you know from just blaming Kadarius Tony. The Chiefs had some suspect third and short calls. Like if I saw that dag on jet sweep one more time, get blown up by by Detroit yeah. on a third down where the drive was just stalled out. That was play calling. That wasn't just you know There's, Tony missed some yes. moments, but like there were some drives that were dead because of just bad you know play calling. Very few times do you have a defense like legitimately orgasming on the field, but when it's third and short and a team runs sideline to sideline, a defense is like, oh, I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> like, you fucking idiots. Like, wow. All you had to do was get a yard. And get you're, forward. And you're running sideways, yeah. you morons. Um, this is where offensive coordinators think, that, you know, they get so far into the chess game that they are like, you don't oh, know where you don't know which way is which. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's it, it was that that was I, I feel There's like There's a lot of teams that did that this past week. Yeah, yeah. There I feel like the Chiefs lost the game, but I'm not going to and, and, and we do, you know, I know people were coming for Mike Tarico saying, you know, that it the game was an asterisk because uh, you know, obviously no Chris Jones, obviously no Travis Kelsey. Shout out to Chris Jones uh retweeting our our post. That was dope. Nice. And then actually, once he did it, I had like five different uh, NFL linemen 
view the feed and all that kind of stuff. That post got a lot of like that was like up up above five six hundred uh, views in the story, and I was like, Ooh. appreciate you, Chris Jones. I'd start posting more of y'all stuff. Hey, did you see Buddy got a box seat? How do you get a box seat and you're holding out? He was sitting in between his two agents. <laughs> Luxury box seat. If I was the Chiefs owner, I'd be like, you get your ass out of here. You go watch from your house. If you don't want to be on the field, you're not going to watch from the booth. Go home. No. I want you a ring. I can sit where I want. <laughs> Dude. The agents definitely weren't like Chris Jones is in the building. The agents were like, no, we'll take we'll take three seats. Me, my partner, and oh, we have another guy. We have a plus one cup. You know. <laughs> plus one. To, there to, is no sneaking his ass in. TBD, like, TBD. <laughs> that's crazy to me. That is it? I mean, it's a little ballsy. I'm not gonna lie. It's definitely a little ballsy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, switching gears. Big, big surprise, or maybe something to build on. Uh, the Cleveland Browns won 24 to three over a lot of people's Super Bowl favorite, the Cincinnati Bengals. Just wild. 24 three brownies. That's a uh, man. Uh, Joe Burrow only throws for 82 yards on 2.6 yards a catch. He had like 14 completions for 82 yards. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. 14, 14 for 31, 82 yards. There was moments in time in that game where he was mis like, bro, take Jamar Chase. Just give him the ball. Jamar Chase is three yards in front of you on a drag route. Like, start to build something. I feel like his eyes were um, downfield too much. And... Mm. I'm going to be honest. Did you see Miles Garrett doing the the, the crossover before yeah. the snap yeah. and then beating him on a pass rush? The disrespect. Dog, there's five people on the offensive line right there. How do you not throw at least two of them like at Miles Garrett? He's playing Allen Iverson in the <laughs> middle of the lane. And you're like, all right, no, my center's got him one-on-one. -on -one. No issue. We'll be all right. Jeez. We'll be all right. No, it's it's concerning. It's very concerning. Because look, the, you know, listen. I said the Ravens were going to win the division, um, but I mean, I know most people either put, took the Ravens or the Bengals. You know, obviously the Steelers and Browns are also very good, and you know they'll have their their say in this. Um, but uh, man, I I definitely didn't see them losing to the Browns. Um, and remember, we when we talked about it before, we thought Joe Burrow was going to be out this game. So it was like, well, the Browns got to win this one. Mm -hmm. But Joe Burrow played, and they looked good. And that was in that was in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, yeah. That's oh uh, uh, no, 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 no. This was this was, it was in, in Cleveland. Yeah, this was in Cleveland. So okay, it was like well, that's kind of... that's that's good. That's good. You held serve at home. Um, obviously, hopefully, the Bengals are going to return and look decent the next time they play. But we'll see. Uh, another surprise, George, or maybe it wasn't. Uh, I said that the Vikings were going to uh, not necessarily be trash, but I knew that they were going to come back down to earth from that 13 win, you know, going 11 and one in yeah. one score games. I knew that that wasn't going to hold. But to lose to the Buccaneers, George, this ain't 2022 no more. I get it. Okay. The Buccaneers, they lost the greatest player of all time last year. I get it. They made the playoffs last year. Remember that. Devin White, that defense, Levante David, Vita Vea. Like, yes. That's a Super Bowl caliber defense. And Baker Mayfield, people have a lot of opinions on him. Okay, I kind of look like him. So, of course, I like the guy. He won the hearts of his teammates over yeah. in that game. He laid his body on the line numerous times there, Josh, where it's like, we have a Baker alert. Baker alert. George loves Baker Mayfield. Baker alert. Go, George. Baker Mayfield will lead the Buccaneers to a playoff berth. They were predicted to be the very lowest of their division, and now he's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Just He's got, I mean, studs. he does have studs. He does have studs. You can't take that away from him. Those and studs that have also won. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, we still trying to figure it out. Like he has he got some bodies Dude. out there. Uh the reason I was laughing, uh, because you know, uh, and we'll we'll get to this clip a little later on, but a Mr. Stan O'Neill just texted me. Text me, not like Instagram. He texted me. He's got my number now. Stan text me. Bench Daniel Jones. Bench the defense. Bench the equipment guy too. He said he definitely has PTSD this morning and his <laughs> and his sneakers are still soaked. 
from watching that BS last night at MetLife Stadium. <laughs> what a tough go you had, Stan. That's tough, man. He was out there. He was out there. Actually, and you know what, George? Uh, you have you have the, uh, the 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 clip that we have of Young Stan in the in the in the uh, in the stadium last night. Let's go ahead and pull that up. Boy, Big Stan, East Coast correspondent for the American Fan Five. I gotta be honest, this, this is just—it's not good. Dallas is winning 32 to zero. It's absolute complete bullshit. <laughs> Every time Dallas has the ball, it's not raining. Daniel Jones gets the ball. It's a fucking tornado out here. I, I gotta be honest, it's just bad. The whole thing's bullshit. We're gonna get ready for week two. Back to you in the studio. Shout out to Stan O'Neill. Remember, if you want to be a fan correspondent, please message me, uh, message the studio, uh, and um, we can we can definitely get you in the rotation. Um, also, shout out to Lawrence Sto uh, Stoner. He was uh, he's now a, uh, a Redskins or a Commander season ticket holder, and he was at the game yesterday. So got some clips of him at the game. Uh, those will be going up on the page. But growing growing nationwide, bro, growing nationwide. We're gonna look. Listen. We are the American fan. We want your stories. We want you to be a part of this. And um, I, I want to grow this thing like that. I don't want it to just be here. I want, I want yes. them to never even see us coming. Yes. And uh, and so it starts with with great fans like Stan um, and, and others that we have. We've got some, uh, you know, uh, my camera guy um, uh, Carlos down in Miami. He's going to start going out and getting in front of the camera and talking to fans at Miami Hurricanes and Miami Dolphins games, Miami Heat games. So we've got we got some stuff coming, man. We I definitely got some stuff coming. So I'm I'm excited to see just what we have drumming up. But uh but before we go off the Bucks and the Vikings um uh uh oh jeez. What what, what is what is Vikings. his name? What is his name? JJ Justin Jefferson. I put JT in my notes. I was like, who's JT on the team? Yeah. <laughs> JJ Je Justin Jefferson did have nine catches for 150 yards, no touchdowns, but you know he didn't he didn't leave his his fantasy football owners in the lurch. I heard a lot of uh, people were saying he was upset on that last drive. I, I mean, I mean, listen when you when you're a receiver and you aren't touching the ball as much as you think you should. Um, you know, you should definitely text Amon Ross St. Brown because he doesn't give a fuck if he's getting the ball. He's burying people, Josh. Best receiver in the league, Amon Ross St. Brown. Wow. Saying it. Wow. I'm saying it. Well, all I'm going to Swiss Army knife. All I'm going to say is Kirk going Kirk, and we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, 49ers, Steelers. This game definitely uh, was a bit of a surprise. Uh, the Niners go east to Pittsburgh and literally, excuse me, literally blow out blow the doors off the Steelers, um, which is a surprise because Mike Tomlin usually has the team ready to play. And, um, you know, for, for that kind of a showing, it shows that they may not have been ready to play or just sometimes you get your, you know, your your lunch. Are we over this Kenny Pickett hype? Or are, you, are, are we still like, oh, no, Kenny Pickett's still a good quarterback? He's, no, he's, like everybody at the beginning, like I just preseason, I was filled with so much baloney in the ears of Kenny Pickett this, Kenny Pickett that. Kenny Pickett threw a lot of picks. He was getting sacked. I, I get it. The 49ers were a tough team. This game, the spread was disrespectful. A three-point spread, and the 49ers were going to make the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. They barely had a winning season. Yeah. They may not have a winning season this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and uh, wasn't, wasn't that Mr. Nick Diaz that said that the Steelers are going to win the division? I get it. I yeah, he was one of the ones that was filling me with the baloney, my friend. <laughs> he was just <laughs> store brand baloney. Yeah, there were there were a few there were a few misses. There were definitely a few misses on the uh, on the Nick uh, the Nick Bingo card uh, this week. I but see, I don't I you know what I mean I don't I don't uh, I don't post when I'm right. I just you know I just am right. I just move in it. People yeah. be trying to chastise me though. Nick, Nick, when Kadarius Tony had that bad game, he hopped on Instagram so fast. <laughs> How about Nick Day is predicting the forty point loss uh, from the? Oh from the yes. Well, it, it, listen, he's not the only Giants fan. Giants fans, I was talking about this uh, again at the barbershop today. Giants fans know that they're going to beat the Cowboys one game, that might be lopsided or it'll be tight, and then they're going to get blown out. Yep. Whichever way that that happens during the season, they don't know, but. 
they know that that's what's going to happen. So when a game gets out of hand, they already know, well, this is the blowout game. Yeah. Just kind of is what it is. I'm lucky Cowboys, man. Yeah. That was luck. Yeah, they they uh, they definitely definitely went to work on them. Uh, Brock Purdy in that game, 19 of 29, 220 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 152 yards in a huge 65-yard touchdown run. I don't know who has him in our fantasy league, but I'm sure that they did pretty well just off of that play alone. Because yep. remember with the, uh, the longer run touchdowns, you get like 10 points or something. So. Yeah, Justin Jefferson had a 40-point completion for me and a 30-yard oh. completion and a 40-yard yeah. completion. So, yeah, the bonuses helped. He definitely made out. Mm. Whoever has them. yeah the the defense in our in our freaking uh, fantasy league Lord we fucked up mercy that defense is it's a big deal can you can you change like I mean of course I can yeah we can vote on it if you want to vote on it we can maybe bring maybe it just down. not the tackle I mean I didn't know that every tackle was being counted uh, every one. solo every solo tackle was counted as two is it two yeah every solo be, like because we thought about it for the for the individual, individual defensive player yeah. <laughs> You know, first week the scores were like four hundred to. <laughs> it was, I was like, "What is happening right now?" Yeah, look, when uh, Graham hit me up, so on Thursday, I forget. I, I, I think uh, I think Stan had the line. No, Stan had the Chiefs defense, okay. and so Graham hits me up like, "What the heck is this?" And like Stan already had like 182 points. <laughs> like, what kind of nonsense is this? So that was like, the reason why I had to check it out. Like, oh, we respect defenses. This is what it is. <laughs> so, but uh, Packers, Bears, George. I guess Green Bay still owns some prime real estate in the the hearts and minds of everything Chicago Bears, as they also beat the brakes off of the Bears, 38-20. Jordan Love, 245 yards, three touchdowns his first game as the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Um, my question is this. Was this game bigger, or is the narrative going to be bigger for the Packers or bigger for the Bears coming out of this game? Bigger, uh, bigger for the Bears. It's <laughs> That's a disappointment, man. I all season uh, or all off season was thinking Tremaine Edmonds was going to play a huge role in that Bears defense, and he looked slow. Like he was, he was late to a lot of his coverage assignments, and yeah, that it. it as it was happening, I was like, "Wow, they just keep scoring and scoring <laughs> and scoring." And Matt Lafleur actually is better than I thought. You know, I listen. I told I told you guys. I told everyone. I was like, "Listen, the Bears, they have a slow team." They don't have a lot of they don't have great team speed. Their defensive line is not very good. Um, you know, their secondary is okay, especially at safety, but those corners are not that great. And um I, I just had to I had to see them do it, and I hadn't really seen it. And um, but I, I will say I think you're right. The narrative definitely is worse for the Bears because this is this was your year to beat the Packers. Especially at home, week one. Oh man, this was this you know was mean? going to change the narrative. Yeah, for the, the next look, fold. The, you know I mean, the Packers are now they're they're ascending now. They weren't meant to win this game. They, they you know what I mean, like yeah. we didn't pick them. Nobody picked them. They're the underdog in the game. You win that game, week one, in division, and you know now everything starts going like a rocket ship for them. So, uh, to your point, Lafleur can coach yet another. Former Redskin coach that's out there doing his thing. Where did they um, find Matt Eberflus or whatever his last no, name? That's right. That's e right. Eberflus. E Eber, Eber. 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 Eberflus. Eber just has no presence to me. I mean, <laughs> he's like Joe Biden level of like. I just don't see how people are respecting you. Like, he's he's Mitch McConnell freezing on the play is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> Shit like oh, that. Oh my gosh. All right. Dolphins, Chargers, big game uh in the season, and especially in terms of uh late season playoff implications. This game could come down to mean something, you know, week 17, week 18 of the season. Uh Dolphins go west and grab a huge two-point victory, 36-34 over the Los Angeles Chargers. I always want to say San Diego Chargers. Yeah. Uh Tyreek Hill was he was outside all day, 215 yards. Uh, 11 catches, two touchdowns. And uh, the biggest thing for me, George, that I saw in that game was that, you know, the, the, the uh, Dolphins take the go, make the, you know, the, the go ahead touchdown 
take the lead by by two. And the Chargers had the ball two minutes, a little less than two minutes, um, in the two-minute drill and go four and out. They don't even gain the first 10 yards. They don't even get the first first down. And all they needed was a field goal to win the thing at home. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't a good showing for the new you know two hundred plus million dollar man Justin Herbert. Yeah, I, that leads me to question. I thought this year was going to change the stigma on people getting paid and them like performing. I asked Cameron that question. I was like, "Do you think you would perform better or worse if you were paid the most money you've ever seen in your entire life?" And I, you know, and her answer were the same. We we're like, "Yeah, it should should in theory boost." Um, the way that you play, but I think it beyond does. beyond just the the whole payment side of it, this to me this game and a lot of the games minus the Bengals, it was like if this was Week 19 in the NFL from last season, yeah, all these games make sense to me. Like, huh? I mean, minus the Bengals, really. Like every other game, I was like, oh, oh, this is exactly how every team left off last year. That's interesting. That's an interesting yeah. take. That's fair. All right. We got to finish out on our games. Uh, uh, as we said earlier, your team, you know, they, they squeaked by. We squeak. We squeak. We had uh, the, the Tennessee Titans thinking that field goals were the most valuable currency in the NFL. <laughs> they kicked five of them. They uh, they had chances to go for it, too, and to, like, really just trying to break up the monotony. But um, Tannehill, who else is he going to throw it to except for DeAndre Hopkins? We boxed him up. We have a good enough defense to slow Derrick Henry down. But Derrick Carr, yeah, yeah. I told uh, I told Cameron I'm going to send him just highlight tapes of Drew Brees. I'm like, <laughs> hey, bro, you see how he doesn't throw in the run? He just stays in the pocket, right? He really trusts it. Because Derrick Carr is thrown on the run way too much for my liking. That's not his style. It doesn't look as pretty when he does it. And uh, it caused a lot of incompletions that I'm like, if you were stable in the pocket, you maybe drill in some of these. Probably would. Um, but a win's a win, Josh. It's the first to 13. They will go 13 and four. Um, and I think next week, you're going to see them dominate the Panthers. Dominate. Okay. All right. I mean, they should. You, you definitely should dominate the Panthers for sure. Um, you know, I, I definitely looked at the box score like, hmm, 13 wins, huh, George? But I'll, I'll, I, like you said, a win is a win. Um, my team, same thing. But like I said before, I wanted us to win this game, you know, by by 10, at least, at yeah. least, at least nine, like at least two score win. Um, we did not cover the spread. We won by four. Uh, but what I will say, these are the two things that I will say about our game, about my game. Um, the defense did look good. We gave up nine points as a defense. Their 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 only touchdown of the game came on a fumble recovery of Sam Howe going into the end zone. Yeah. So that's not on the defense. Defense only gave up uh, nine points. Um, I want to say we also had. Uh, let me see. No, no turnovers. No turnovers. We didn't have any turnovers. But to win. Uh, oh no! Yeah, we did. We got we got three turnovers from them. So it was a sloppy game both sides. We had three turnovers. They had three turnovers. Mm. Um. But Sam Howe, overall, looked good. Looked good. He had a he had a nice little run uh, on the run pass uh, passing touchdown. Yep, he was rolling to his left, like yep. really. Uh, it was to Brian Robinson. Oh, oh Brian Robinson, the yeah, pass. I yeah, I mean that play was sick. Brian Robinson holds like a delay route, then pops out last second, and then Howe put it just right on the there, money, yeah. right there, man. So, yeah. um. I like that play. Can't believe how well Josh Dobbs did. Like, with I the the biggest thing all all day that I'm sure you heard it plenty of times. Josh Dobbs doesn't know anybody's name in the huddle. Can you believe Josh Dobbs has only been here for two weeks? He doesn't even know that guy's name. He, yeah. They they <laughs> use the shit out of that. So I I'll use it too. Um, uh, Sam Howe had you know multiple passes over 20 yards. So you know I mean just little stuff like in terms of the excitement level. We'll see if they can take care of the Broncos this week. I'll I'll be more excited. Yeah, I'll definitely be more excited. Get the ball to Terry McLaurin more. Yeah, have to have to. But also remember, too, Terry was coming off that injury, so he was still kind of working his way back into it a little bit. Got it. So I will say that um, we can we can we can close out 
talking about uh, the Raiders beating the Broncos week one uh, in the start of the new Sean Payton era. I think, uh, listen, if the Broncos go 0-2, if the Broncos find a way to lose to my team, and, and they had back-to-back opening you know, losses on the, at home, the, the sky is falling. Yeah. Sky yeah. is definitely falling for for the Broncos. Yeah, it's it's a tough spot to be in, and you know Sean Payton. I wonder when he decided to go for that onside kick. Was it when he signed the contract? <laughs> was it like when he was in the off season, like fishing? He was like, you know, if I'm ever an NFL head coach again, to start off the season opening kickoff, I'm gonna onside kick this shit. Um, it was it was a shocker, but the offense had no power. That defense is for real. Yeah. Um, Patrick Sertain on Devontae Adams was like a clash of titans. That was a it was a fun matchup to watch all night. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is a step up from Derek Carr. That's mm. my takeaway. Wow. Yeah. He's he's going to keep he's gonna keep the thing on schedule. He's gonna keep the the, the team on the rails. Man, he's not gonna yes. win you the game, but he's usually not going to lose you the game. A hundred percent. That's the difference between him and Carr. Carr can go win you the game, but he can also be the reason why you lost. When you look at mechanics, Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, he learned from Tom. Yes. They're, they are so similar when you watch them in the pocket and the way that they move their shoulders. I think he even has the jersey cut the same way as Tom. What a copycat. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson, 27 to 34, 177 yards, two touchdowns. That's not necessarily going to get it done. Um, you know, not many, mostly dink and dunk. Uh, he had he had a big catch and run to Samaji P. Run of 20 yards. That was it. But not too much. So, but uh, but with all that being said, Thank you guys again for uh, for watching another episode of the American Fan 365 podcast. Please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Uh, please make sure you're pushing this. You know, listen, the biggest way that this is going to grow is if you share the clips, if you push them out to your friends and family. Um, that is the biggest thing that you could do to help me and help, help what we're building here. So um, I, I just want to thank each of you guys for tuning in. Thank you again to our, our lovely sponsor, Coco Love. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.